0: Welcome to the 3 2, one Mets podcast. We are here with episode 12. Paul, how's it going? Good. We're 10 games in, 7-3. and three.
1: Everything's looking pretty good. All right, start of the season. So why don't you drop your three takeaways so far? So the first one has been that even without Jacob deGrom, the Mets starting pitching has been the best in the league by far. Tyler McGill stepped up on opening day. He has yet to give up a run. He's throwing way harder, not just his fastball, but all three of his pitches. Carlos Carrasco's bounced back, has only given up one run and two starts. David Peterson pitched today, pitched well, didn't give up a run. He's pitched eight and a third or eight and two thirds innings, I believe. Has yet to give up a run in spot of Taiwan Walker. And um, Chris Bassett has been a great acquisition. Only one run and two starts.
0: All right, so our starting pitching is your first takeaway. is great. What else you got?
1: How good Francisco Lindor has been. He's looking like his 2018 self. He's getting on base. At a very high rate hitting for power three homers uh playing elite defense still hitting the ball hard and he looks like the guy that we extended in the offseason of 2020. do you
0: think he's a leader on the team
1: yes i think he's one of our our big presences in the clubhouse along with guys like Pin Alonso and max scherzer all right and what is your third takeaway so far uh the last takeaway is how good the three bats the mets added in the uh the pre-lockout offseason have been mark hanna very under-the-radar signing, two years, $26 million, has been great. He's on the COVID aisle right now, but before he was placed on it, played very well, got on base almost every game, was hitting the ball hard. I like what I'm seeing from him. Eduardo Escobar is playing good defense in third and has the most walks on the team. Also had a clutch hit today against the Diamondbacks. And Starling Marte has shown us all of his tools. He's hitting the ball, hitting the ball for power. He's hit two home runs in the series against the Diamondbacks, playing solid defense out in right field, which is a position he'd never played before, and he showed a strong arm and a speed on the base paths.
0: All right, so you're happy with those three bats that we've added to the lineup?
1: Yes, for sure. All right, of course, as we know,
0: everything's not always perfect, so what are your two questions that you have right now about our Mets?
1: The main question is, how will the Mets address the bullpen? Not now, but at the trade deadline. All three of the Mets' losses have been bullpen meltdowns in the late innings. Specifically, two of them have been on Seth Lugo, who before this season was considered... One of the Mets best relievers and was their best reliever in 2019 but he had a surgery on his elbow that delayed his start to the season in 2021 and has not really been the same since not sure how the Mets will go around him as he's a free agent at the end of the year so a trade might be possible but we'll see what happens which which bad teams have good relievers at the deadline
0: any other relievers that are
1: not as great right now just like in the same boat as Lugo there is Sean Reed Foley but he's basically the Mets 28th man he's only going to pitch in either blow out losses or blowout wins. And then there's Jolie Rodriguez, who is really, really good against lefties, but not good at all against righties. So there's a big, big split there. It kind of comes at a disadvantage with the three batter rule. All
0: right, good to know. What is your second question right now?
1: Second question is how will the Mets address the DH position? Uh, all three of Robinson Cano, Dominic Smith and J.D. Davis just haven't been very good. Uh, we don't know how the Mets are going to attack this. Inside solutions include Mark Vientos, who's in Triple-A right now. And maybe later on in the season, if he keeps performing like this, they could call up top prospect Francisco Alvarez and not play him at catcher because he still has to improve his defense over there, but he could definitely be a DH option.
0: How do you feel about Pete at DH so far, though?
1: Pete's been really good at DH. He started three games at DH and has been fantastic in all of them. In Washington, he hit a grand slam. In Philadelphia, he drove in five runs, and today he hit a two-run homer to put the icing on the cake for the Mets' win today.
0: All right, but you feel like he needs to be on the field?
1: Yeah, I think he wants to be on the field. He should probably be on the field. Tom Smith is a good defender at first base, but the bat is not enough to play in there every day.
0: All right, okay, so what is, to wrap it up, your bold, bold statement for this podcast?
1: I think from what we've seen so far through his first two starts, the stuff he has, the command he has of that stuff, it improved velocity. I think Tyler McGill will finish top 10 in the NL Cy Young voting.
0: All right, you heard it here first bold prediction is tyler mcgill will be in the top 10 voting of the Saiyan. all right paul thanks what do you think the mets are gonna do this week how do you think it's looking for week two of the
1: season i think it's gonna be interesting they're playing a really good team in the san francisco giants and they go out to arizona for a three-game set i think if the mets can maybe split or even win the series with the giants and try to sweep the diamondbacks i think that'll be a really good result
0: all right let's see what
1: happens let's go mets